Hi there. Welcome to the third episode of my new podcast, The Princess Power Podcast. I'm Mallory, a teacher, friend, cat lover, plant mom, yoga enthusiast, and self-proclaimed princess. You guys know the drill. It's not really self-proclaimed. My family, my friends, everyone calls me princess. And what can I say? I wear the tiara well, so... Um, This whole podcast idea came about while I was teaching my students about podcasts and um, I was walking them through the brainstorming and planning process and as I was fake, quote, uh, fake brainstorming, I'm like, oh dang, this would be actually kind of fun to make. So here I am. The purpose of this podcast, besides just teaching my students, is to address some of the issues that we face as women in today's society. I'm incredibly excited to introduce you to Valerie today. Let's get started. Hi, Valerie. Uh, Not good morning, good evening. Good morning to me. Um, Welcome to the Princess Power Podcast. I am so excited uh, to have this conversation about beauty with you. Two things, uh, one thing that both of us love, I think. Um, And yeah, I was roommates with Valerie a couple years ago. It was the Mal and Val wing or Val and Mal. I don't know. You were there first, so whatever. That's fair. (laughs) room in your own little living room and slumber parties and good times. Yeah. Uh, but I will let you kind of introduce yourself and just kind of tell us who you are. What do you want us to know about you? Awesome. Um, I'm super excited to be here and have um, just honored to be on a guest on your show. So um, I am a Catholic woman living in Waukesha with my husband. I am a mom of two, one in the womb and one out of the womb. Um, hopefully the other one will be joining us in another, I would really like to say three weeks, but at most five weeks, um, I am a part-time Mary Kay consultant, full-time stay-at-home mom, which is a huge blessing. Um, and I'm really excited to talk about this topic in light of kind of two things. So as like a Mary Kay beauty consultant, but then also as again, a Christian, Catholic Christian who, you know, just really focuses on what is true, good, and beautiful and how we can encounter that in our day-to-day lives um, and help other people to see that too. So, yeah. So you mentioned the Mary Kay business. Can you tell me about like, how long have you been doing Mary Kay and how long, like what made you get started or interested in that venture? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have been growing my build, uh, my business for, uh, it'll be four years in like 10 days. I didn't realize it's been that long. It was when we were living together, right? That yeah, you- I think it was like right before you started Posh. Yeah, exactly. It was like just like right around that same time. Um, and it was like three days after Jacob and I got engaged. So that's always a fun story because it was like, you know, wedding budgeting and then like working a business and it was just the whole thing. So, um, I joined Mary Kay because I was working a job that, um, was really, really frustrating to me. It was just a really toxic environment. I felt really stuck, um, in what I was doing, even though I loved it. Like I loved working. Um, I was working in ministry. Um, and so when the Mary Kay opportunity presented itself to me, there were a couple of things that stuck out right away. Um, and the first thing was that we didn't have a sales quota, so I could work this business as much or as little as I wanted. Um, 
it definitely was my light at the end of the tunnel with the positivity and the environment of uplifting women, which we don't get a lot in our society as unfortunate as it is. Um, you know, there's, there's like a, a healthy competition, but if you know, it's more like a competition to be better than yourself really, because we operate on the golden rule. So we don't like steal customers and undercut and things like that, which is just so great. Um, and just living out the priorities of faith first, family second, and career third just really, really spoke to me as um, just like to the core of who I am. It allowed me to quit my job um, three months before we got married instead of when we got married. So it was nice because I had a little bit of a break and I kind of realized like I cannot prepare for marriage in the mindset that I'm at. And I really wanted to be able to enter into the sacrament of marriage with um, just really feeling like clear headed and enjoying the engagement process and everything like that. And so it was just a huge weight lifted off my shoulders to be able to leave my um, employment and focus on Mary Kay to bring in that income um, before we got married. So that was a huge, huge blessing. So a couple things stood out to me. One, you mentioned like the positivity positivity with Mm -hmm. Mary Kay which I have witnessed firsthand and it is just like um it's almost overwhelming because we're so used to like the negativity and the cutting other people down and especially cutting other women down so then to like be surrounded by Mary Kay women that are like yeah you can do it you rock you're beautiful it's like a totally different experience it is amazing and inspiring for sure and then also um I realized that you and I have a couple things in common well we both have had Mary Kay businesses and we have also both worked in jewelry sales and there's a huge difference because in jewelry sales like you said like cut stealing customers like it's cutthroat like you have a quota and if you don't make your quota like you're you feel like crap and you're always worrying and um yeah. So Mary Kay is completely opposite. I think it's like you're selling stuff, but it's more about relationships with the people, right? Yes. A little bit of background for those who might not know the Mary Kay story. Um, Mary Kay Ash was a, a businesswoman working in the sixties. And obviously there's that very real glass ceiling. And um, so she was passed over for several promotions and the, she just kind of had it just was like the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will, um, when she was passed over for her last promotion. So she um, retired, if you will, and then came down and started making a list of pros and cons about the business or the company that she worked for. And she decided to start her business. Mary Kay always said P&L doesn't stand for profit and loss in our company. It stands for people and love. And so I just think that's like a huge difference. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's a huge difference in like how, you know, we treat people in our company. The next question I had for you, which is about like obstacles that you've had to overcome um, when starting your business or continuing to grow your business. You said that some people have like a bad taste in their mouth with direct sales. So I ordered some stuff and he was like, Mallory, I think you fall for the pyramid schemes a lot. <laughs> it's like, well, one, it's not a pyramid scheme. And two, that's just who I am as a person. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there is like a stigma um, around 
direct sales. And so um, I guess I might have a couple parts to the question. One, like when you first started, did you get a lot of like backlash, maybe from like friends or family or people that you thought would support you or like that kind of stuff? And then what other kind of obstacles as you've gone along have you had to overcome? Yeah, I think um, when I first started, I, <laughs> like I said, I was three days engaged. So <laughs> Jacob was already like, um, <laughs> hold on. Like, and his was, he was very worried about my emotional mindset um, because I was just already feeling really overwhelmed with everything that I had going on. And so he was like, okay, like he was really tentative. He's supportive, but very tentative. And we both agreed, like, if anything, if this starts to make me feel more stressed or like anything else starts to like fall to the wayside, um, like Mary Kay is going to be the first thing to go. He saw such a confidence change in me and just like the two weeks that I had been in the company. And he was like blown away with just like how I felt. Um, and then the last thing I just want to touch on that. It's funny that <laughs> I think you said earlier that, um, like I answered the first question really well. <laughs> and I think I've learned a lot about myself by doing the Gallup Strengths Finder um, assessment. So knowing what that, are like, your strengths? I'm dying to know. I think okay. I, I think you've told me before, but tell me again. Um, woo, communication, positivity, belief, and developer are my top five. Um, yeah, Strengths Finder has just been a huge blessing because it's made me realize things about, you know, um, just like woundedness that I've carried into adulthood, um, just how to like release that and like come back to my strengths and focus on like these, this is the core of like who God made me to be. So, you know, whoever said, you know, those nasty things back way back when too bad. Bye. <laughs> and I think um, just like the mindset, like I said, and like affirmation is huge and so, so important. Um, and I, I've really just learned that over the last couple of months, um, just to, you know, that self-affirmation every day, like it's weird at first, but then like, as you, the more you get used to it, I personally like have mine recorded so I can listen to it before bed rather than like speaking it to myself every day. Um, but you can, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can do. And it's just like, again, it's like, you have to like retrain your brain sometimes to, to give those affirmations and to like rewire. <laughs> what's going on and what I really liked uh well first you were talking about strengths finder and like um learning your strengths and how to use your strengths and then also you mentioned just in the past couple of months kind of understanding yourself a little bit better and like giving yourself those affirmations that you maybe didn't even realize you needed mm -hmm. um so in my class um with my seventh and eighth graders we've been doing a lot of um, it's called social and emotional learning, but it's basically the units that we're working on are figuring out who you are as a person and like embracing that. And through positivity, like when you do good things for other people, you feel better about yourself and like things go better and whatnot. Um, so a lot, so in some of our conversations that have come up, we talk about um, like confidence and how we feel about ourselves. So what was your confidence like, if you can remember, like when you were a middle schooler, because some of my students are subscribed to my podcast and they oh, are the inspiration for this podcast in the first place. 
So could it. you remember what like middle school, high school, what was your confidence level like? So a distinction um, between confidence and esteem. Um, so this is something that I actually learned in Mary Kay. My Mary Kay grandma, if you will. Um, <laughs> her name is Marnie. She talks about confidence as um, self-confidence as like how you feel about doing something versus self-esteem is how you feel about yourself. So internal versus external. Um, so I would say that like my confidence was high but it was like barred or like limited by my self-esteem. Um, I was really run down in elementary school and high school. You know, there a lot of like, you know, gossiping and live rumors. And, All of like the teenage. Mm-hmm. You know, the huge. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't envy you all. I'm so sorry that you're still, that you're going through this. Hopefully one day we'll get to a point where gossiping is, is no more, but um yeah, so I I think it's been it's been interesting to watch, to see now like my confidence has really been able to like come out because my self-esteem has grown more. Um and so just being able to be confident in my abilities because I'm confident in who God made me to be is super important. I think when you're again making that distinction of like external versus internal confidence, um, versus esteem is like one can limit the other if you're, if you're not careful. So, um, even like people who are like great singers, great soccer players, actors, you know, whatever in that they're confident in their abilities in those areas can be limited by their self-esteem if they aren't, you know, being proactive and in reframing their mind. Then let's fast forward a couple years to like, right before you started your Mary Kay business. Cause you said that um, Jacob noticed a change just after two weeks of um, starting your business. So like a couple months before that, what was your confidence slash esteem like? Yes. So I will just kind of give you a, a little bit of background into myself um, and what people like to say about me when I was <laughs> in school. Um, I was like the girl that was like always too loud, talk too much, really annoying, laugh too loud, all of that, you know, anything. Me too. Was- <laughs> See, we're basically the same person. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was like kind of fell into that category of, you know, any other, you know, name or label you can put into the category of like the outgoing, you know, positive energy, all of that, like all that into that category. Um, and for whatever reason, people took that as like a bad thing, a negative thing. And so, you know, I'd always give myself like this pep talk going into like a new year. I'd be like, okay, this year's gonna be different. We're gonna be like quiet. And, you know, to no avail with that. App. No, it's not gonna Did happen. Did people ever accuse you of being fake? Oh yeah, all the time. And overly like, Just because you're like naturally happy or bubbly, people are like, stop being so obnoxious. You're being fake. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm not being fake. This is who I actually am. I'm like yeah. this. Yeah. Also, like, overly flirtatious because, like, yeah. as we, like, talked about at the beginning, you know, like, having, like, girlfriends, it can be hard to have, like, authentic girlfriends. Yeah. So, a lot of my friends were guys. And so, people, I kind of got a little bit of a bad rap for, you know, being overly friendly, in quotation marks, with more of the guys and so that was like really frustrating um but it really started to like beat me down 
And so even now, like being able to like, look at my strengths and be like, woo, positivity and communication are all in my top three. And that literally cancels out every single thing that you could ever say about me and make it negative because that's who God made me to be. I've seen it manifest in a couple different ways. Actually, your mom's party. I think we had this conversation about your mom's party because it was my first Facebook live party. And I felt so confident. And I remember you saying that like, all of her guests were like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. Like everybody loves you. you. They were like, she's so fun. She's so personable. She's so funny, entertaining. They had a great time. Yeah. And I've actually been able to make and build relationships with more of the people from your mom's party than from several parties previous combined. Like I felt and I could see how me stepping into who God made me to be actually created more success for me and not less like everybody else said that it would right with like being you're so obnoxious you're so loud whatever like it's like done the complete opposite I think it's so hard too because like you when people say like oh you shouldn't be that way it's hard because you especially us as extroverts we want to please people so we don't want to be too loud for them or too obnoxious or too of anything because um, we want them to like us because we like people. And so when you have someone telling you, especially I think when you're younger in like middle school and high school and people are telling you that and you're like, you're more susceptible to believing that stuff, like you shouldn't be that way. So then it like kind of creates like a, like a wall that you're, you can't be yourself. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about society and like their expectations for beauty, like what society says is beautiful and like what has your business kind of taught you? Has it brought anything to light? Has it taught you anything about yourself in that regard? So I think like having society as like one overarching, like this is the society's definition of beautiful is unrealistic because well, and it's different like depending on what country you're in yeah exactly like some people it's oh, gosh I don't know there's just so many different you could go yeah like you said cultures and that find different things beautiful is just it's different so you can't really like society as like a whole you can't really have like an umbrella term or like definition for what is beautiful I have been On the weekends and also especially this spring break, I've been binge watching um, America's Next Top Model. Girl. And (laughs) it's like Tyra's my favorite person in the whole world, but it's fine. (laughs) Um, But the point is that they have, and I used to watch it like on a regular basis every week when the new episodes came out when I was um, like in college, maybe high school. I don't remember, but. Um, what stood out to me a lot was that they look for people that are like unique. Like there's one girl on the season I'm watching right now and her entire face is freckles and like, um, like girls with like, uh, like big, big, big eyes or like big eyebrows or like, you know, like different facial features are like what they're always looking for in quote unquote beauty. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that is really interesting. 
And then um, another thing that stood out to me while I was watching the show was like every week, right? They go in front of the judges to see their best pictures or how did they do on the runway or whatever. And Mm -hmm. like if a girl shows up with too much eyeliner around, they're like, we're not talking to you till you go wash your face. Like models, like you're not trying to hide your beauty. You already are beautiful. So just show up like clean. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So that was surprising to me because I think that when we think of models, we just think of what we see in the magazines with like tons of makeup and like airbrush and like photoshopping and whatever. So that has been interesting for me to um, kind of see a little bit. And of course, it's not behind the scenes. It's a TV show. So, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still interesting to me. And I think that Tyra does a good job trying to be a good role model for uh, young girls as well. But um, my next question is like, how do you find the difference or the balance between like bringing out those unique features of yourself and like highlighting who you are and your own personal beauty versus just like taking makeup on your face and like trying to hide. And I've talked with my students um, a lot about, I'm like, you know, if someone if you post a picture on, on social media and you have like tons of makeup on and you have like 10 different filters on your face and someone comments, oh my gosh, that doesn't even look like you. You look so pretty. Like that's not a compliment. <laughs> you yeah. know, if someone says you look pretty because you don't look like you, that's not a good thing. So um, how can, how, what is the balance? How do you find that balance? Um Okay, I'm going to ramble one more time, but I will say another thing that I really like about Mary Kay is that there's a million different like makeup companies. You could, I mean, like even direct sales, there's always, I feel like there's always new ones popping up like this. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but I am very confident that if you gave me 10 different consultants, I could point out the Mary Kay consultant 100%. I am confident I could pick which one is Mary Kay because I feel like Mary Kay does such a good job on like somehow like you can tell there's makeup on your face but it's so like naturally and it still looks like a human being so can you speak a little bit more on that so for me the delicate balance is um I like to enhance my natural features so for me my cheekbones are really like prominent. I have more of a hooded eye. Um, so like, you know, highlighting those features a little bit, but also just like really natural, which I love our CC cream. I never wore foundation before I joined Mary Kay because I hated it. Um, but I love the CC cream because it's really, really lightweight on the skin and it's just like, it protects against the sun's rays. So that's really great. Um, and it covers without being like cakey or like giving like too much coverage. So like my freckles still show. I also apply makeup because it makes me happy and it's fun. So like I love to do like fun eyeshadows that like match my outfit or a bold lipstick because it's like the brightest, you know, brighter than the sun. Um, And I think it, and it depends on the event. So like I said, my CC cream is my day-to-day foundation, but then wearing something a little bit more high coverage knowing I'm going to be somewhere where there's going to be like professional photography or that I'm going to need more coverage for longer. Um, so like special events or things like that. Um, 
but yeah, again, like I put makeup on because it makes me happy, not because it makes anybody else happy. So you could ask me any trend about makeup and I don't know them I, <laughs> because I don't follow makeup trends. The only uh, makeup that I really know is um, like on Pinterest. If I see like some cool like eyeshadow something, I'm like, oh, how do I do that? But besides that, but I do like because you said like you make a makes you happy and it's fun and it I totally agree it like gives you a little bit of uh of a chance to be like creative and like oh what do I want to mix together today I did it the other day while I was on spring break uh, I've said it like 10 times I'm on spring break because <laughs> it's almost <laughs> over and it's so sad <laughs> um but like I'm not going anywhere but maybe I went to Target but I still like did my makeup because it makes me feel like ready for the day and productive it's just like when you get up and you brush your teeth and you wash your face like and if you forget to or don't have time or something to do like one of those little things and then your whole day is thrown off mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel about makeup it just even if it's just a little mascara and some lip gloss like it makes me feel ready to take on the world yeah yeah for sure and you mentioned hooded eyes and um I also have hooded eyes and I have hated them since the first time someone told me I had hooded eyes I was in college and one of my friends um was a makeup artist at some fancy store and he said that he would uh give me like a fun makeover so I went in and he was doing my like teaching me like okay this is what I'm using here and this is whatever and he's like okay so you have hooded eyes so this is how you're gonna want to do your makeup and I'm like so he told me like hooded eyes you know this is what it is and I'm like I've hated that quality about myself for literally my entire life but now that I like know that it exists and it's a thing and also Tyra was talking about one of the models having hooded eyes and she's like oh what I would give for hooded eyes and I'm like Tyra Banks wants my eyes really (laughs) but like now that I know like how to like bring my eyes out because I know that about myself it's like it's totally it's not a big deal at all I'm like yeah I have hooded eyes (laughs) and even like your eye shape or like one of my eyes is a little bit bigger than the other so it's like it's just like trying to I think one of mine is squintier than the other every time I do my eyeliner I'm like why does this eye look janky (laughs) (laughs) every time it's in it I think that's just this it's just people like symmetry does not happen on faces it's not. <laughs> well, I also only have one dimple, so I'm not. I, the symmetry isn't a thing for me. I've just no accepted dimple. it. No <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> um, so, Valerie, how can people find your business or support your business if they have made it through this whole podcast and are like, oh my gosh, Valerie's so great, <laughs> which they should say, and uh, they want to support you? What can they do? How can they find you? Yes. Well, not like your address. <laughs> this is the internet, but send me mail. No, I'm just kidding. I'll have like a, one of your students like show up on my doorstep. Like, can you help me? <laughs> they literally would. They would find you. Um, to go back to your question, um, the easiest way for people to connect with me um, is to go through the Mary Kay website and they can send me a message right on there. So my personal website um is marykay.com slash V as in Valerie. So my first initial and then my maiden name, O-S-W-A-L-T as in Tom. It's 
probably the easiest way. Um, but they can also email me if they want, because these words are all words and not, I don't have to spell anything. It's um, faithful and fearless, Mary Kay at gmail.com. Do you have anything else you want to add? Any final comments or? Thank you so much for having me on. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for chatting with me. I I just want to give one more big thank you to Valerie for taking time out of her busy mom life and businesswoman life to chat with me about beauty. I really enjoyed catching up with her. Um, one other thing, thank you to the listeners and to everyone out there that is interested in being supportive of this new podcast. I have created a Patreon, which is not something I would normally do, but you can find me on there, the Princess Power Podcast. Um, I really appreciate all of the support. Another way you can show your support is just by following this podcast and liking this podcast, commenting, suggestions or questions or topics you want to see covered and sharing it with a friend. Even if you just tell one person, hey, my friend Mallory just started a podcast. You should listen to it um, to get the ball rolling. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.